This is what the world sounds like. Unstable ass, confrontational ass, dumb bitches. You wanna bring a nigga down, even when I'm trying to do right. We can go our separate ways right now. You gon' move on with your life. Fuck I you, nigga. You love a pity party. I won't show up. Always act like your shit don't stink. Motherfucker, grow up. Forever late for shit. Won't buy shit. Sit around and deny shit. Fuck around on a side bitch. Then come fucking up my well, shit. Fucking up your shit. You must be bleeding and some more shit. Bitch, I don't know shit. Fuck your feelings. You want some. See, I don't know why you like playing mind games with me. Oh, Bitch, yeah. I ain't slow nor dizzy. I know when you being distant. I know when you fake dizzy. Get out your feelings and miss me with that reverse psychology. Man, bitch, you tripping. Who got you that roly chain? And who put that car in my name? But you think I'm going to kiss your ass? Nah, nigga, you fucking lame. You know what? Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, nigga. Nah, fuck you, bitch. Nah, fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, bitch. Nah, fuck you, nigga. Nah, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. And oh, I held your ass down. You just cut me down. That's a big difference. Stressing myself, trying to figure why I'm not good enough. Going to church, praying for you, searching for good in us. Little dick ass nigga that's trying to go big. But you were sucking his dick, though. Well, shit, I should have sucked his. What you said? I should have found a bigger yeah, dick. Bitch, get the fuck out my face. Oh, what, you mad? Shut up, bitch. You got me fucked up today on Ah, uh, you mad, little feelings is shot. Go text that raggedy bitch and tell her you all that she got. You the 
fuck up. We all know you still playing this music. Said I'm tired of these emotional ass, ungrateful ass bitches. Fake innocent, fake feminist. Stop pretending y'all sentiments ain't really then what you defending. It's a split decision. Bronze like you, you and real Look victims. Let's talk the truth. Okay. Women in general just can't get along. Hmm. When Tosh got a man, you didn't pick up the phone. Explain, nigga. Uh -uh. When they got a job, you said you stay at home. Explain. Uh, why RB bitches don't feature on each other's songs? What the fuck is you talking about? Never mind, bitch, I'm walking out. Whatever, nigga, I'm off you Your now. Your evil ass kept me well in doubt. Pussy, nigga, best watch your mouth. Pussy and mouth is all you got. Lay this pussy back on the couch. Doggy style, then you get on top. Fuck me, nigga. I'ma fuck you, bitch. No, fuck me, nigga, fuck me. I'ma fuck you, bitch. No, fuck you, fuck me. You playing, man. Fuck me. Nah, you playing. Welcome back to this week's episode of Ice Cream Social. That was our song of the week, We Cry Together by Kendrick Lamar. And this is our poem of the week called, I'll sit on his face and explain why I'm toxic. I'll sit on his face and explain why I'm toxic. And yeah, I bet he'll still want it and flaunt it and stay with me as the day turns night. That's all I'm asking him to do, right? That's all I'm asking, though I might ask someone else to take your spot and give it all they've got. If you can't show me that you've got a lot. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Come on, best friend. All right, straight from STL. This is my friend Cleveland coming in. Say hey. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. We're doing a phone call right now. And, you know, tuned in again from STL. I love having my St. Louis friends on. That's so fun. You should do it all the time. I don't know why you don't. That's so real. Because bitches from St. Louis be knowing. Yes. They have some struggles, some hard suits. Yes, like some shit they actually like be going through. Like, and that's what we're here to talk about today, like for real. So let's get into toxic relationships. I want to first start out with defining toxicity for you. Like to you, what is toxic? What does that mean? To me, someone who's toxic is like, someone who causes like unnecessary conflict or confrontation in your life or like manipulates you or gaslights you so they can get personal gain it's sort of like it falls into that realm or mm. like they make you feel like shit because you're different or, like, i think the like personal that. gain is definitely good to focus on like that's the biggest part mm -hmm. about a toxic person yeah. is that they're doing it for personal gain exactly um, i mean and, and it can un you can unwillingly and like not really realize you're being toxic and be toxic but a lot of the time people do it for personal gain i agree with that i mean shoot when i be toxic i know what i, I know what i'm doing like i'm not going you see my instagram stories bff like come on no for real like and it says everything it needs to say also we cry together is your favorite song yes. off of mr morale the big steppers that's all that needs to be said <laughs> You suck. That's so true, though. <laughs> you literally suck, but that's so true. Like, I love a good toxic. I'm not gonna lie. I love a little toxicity. I love it. I love no, it. No, but you want a little toxicity. Add yes. a little flavor. Add a little spice. A little fun. Yes, you know? yes. Would you say that you're still toxic, or are you still feeding into that, or or do you have any toxic behaviors? Oh, I definitely do. I'm a human being. You're and, like, a Gemini, is what you meant to say. Exactly. I'm a Gemini Venus, like girl. Yeah. 
Ugh, it, it comes with the toxicity, like the Gemini Mercury, Gemini Sun. Like you literally sound like your Aquarius boyfriend. Aquarius Moon. You like, sound like your no. boyfriend. Cleveland's boyfriend is named Jordan, and Jordan, like Cleveland, is basically just saying what Jordan says all the time about Cleveland. It's crazy. They just be saying random placements, <laughs> like that's supposed to mean something. Like I'll do something like cook some food. They'll be like, "That's that Scorpio Venus right there." I'm like, "What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean?" No, but genuinely. 100% Listen, though. Jordan got me understanding now because Aquarius moons like don't really process their emotions in an effective way so they like mm. get to the root of the problems. Aquarius moons just like shove that shit to the side yeah. and then like don't look at it for like a couple months and then it builds up mm-hmm. because they didn't look at it and then it just crumbles down on them. So it's like a lot of the time Aquarius moons are emotionally unavailable and that is definitely one of my toxic traits. Like, How do you get times, over it? Well, trauma is th- for me I mean, you just like a lot of the time it stems from like unhealed trauma. So yeah. really, what I need to do is like get to the bottom of trauma. my trauma and yeah. try to heal from it, and that in turn gets me to stop doing as much toxic behavior. Yeah, for sure. I think that like when you look at your toxic behaviors, what's probably the one that is like the most? Because I feel like everybody has that toxic behavior that isn't toxic enough that people are going to call you out on it but it is like a behavior that you want to stop like for me i'd be getting mad at people when they change plans like if they change like the time or or something like i'd be getting mad like real life like upset like and i'd be having to keep that in that's such a toxic behavior because i don't ever express it i just be mad so like that's something i can't lucky lucky that is toxic like if you feel Mm -hmm. mad you you, you gotta, yeah. you gotta speak up on You know that. I do that. I do that all the time. Yeah, you do. Most of the time, you're a Gemini rising, so you say what's on your mind, but Definitely. it's like, you know. Definitely no, for sure. It's it's there's a hidden component of it, a component that you don't necessarily want everybody else to indulge in with you. Like it's almost like mm-hmm. a shame that I feel because I have to be Exactly. Like why do I feel like this? Like I don't even want to let them know that I feel this way because like it's crazy that I even feel like this. Yeah. Actually. Like why am I a toxic bitch? Because for me, like <laughs> Because for me, if somebody was to be like, Imani, are you toxic? Yeah. Uh... Exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, niggas and girls ask me that all the time. They'd be like, you toxic? Like, what am I supposed to say? Right. I'm a Gemini son. Come on. Like, and it's not like I'm trying to be, like, the worst person ever. I just know that I have some tendencies that I tap into that aren't necessarily the most positive. What can I say? Exactly. What can I say? If we're looking at the root of where it stems from, my toxicity stems from the bad relationship I hold with my father. Let's not let's not be coy. Let's not joke around or beat around the bush. And I would say that it stems from the bad relationship I have with my mother. I think that's where my bad friendships come from. Like friendships with girls, like the longevity that I'm not able to keep. But relationships with like men or other women romantically, that comes from my fucking father because he never loved me the right, right way, though he loved me a little bit. And I also knew what I was supposed to be getting, but I never fully got it. And so like, yeah, I'm constantly looking for in everybody else something to complete. So like something that my dad did, <laughs> yes, something that my dad did when I was younger was he would say that he would pick me up on Friday at 6. He would never pick me up on Friday at 6. He picked me up Friday at 4. He picked me up Friday at 8, 10. You know what I'm saying? Pick me up Saturday sometimes, even Sunday, because he forgot on Saturday to pick me up. So that's why I'm so intense with people when it comes to time. But how am I supposed to sit there and explain to them, my dad didn't pick me up when I was 7, when I late? You know what I mean? Like, Exactly. But that's really... The fuck are you talking Yes, but that's really where it's coming from. It's coming from those moments where, like, he said he was going to be on time and he wasn't. And so, like... No, yeah. Yeah, I be feeling very bad for, like, myself and others when I have to experience those kind of, like, you know, 
faults. You know what I mean? Like shitty moments. Yeah. yeah like, like, like you, you feel this way and you know why, but if you try to explain it to them, they're going to be like kind of lost or like, yeah. Oh. oh my God, best friend. I have to explain this to you. I'm so glad I'm talking to you. I love talking to you, Cleveland. Me too. I'm oh. so glad I'm on this. Like, to be honest, yeah, like, of so course. Cute. I love talking to you. You're my friend. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> yes, but I was getting, so I was with my friend's family and they are fostering a <laughs> new baby. And so there was a baby and there's a young kid who's like seven or eight. And then there's like a bunch of other people in this car full of seven people. Best friend. I'm autistic. I got over stimulated as fuck i was i was sitting in the car like rocking myself back and forth they're like what's wrong imani tell me why they got me they went into the store they got me benadryl tylenol uh what's the other one oh there's another common medicine that they uh pepto-bismol they got me ginger ale i'm like what is going on right now like and i'm sitting here trying to explain to them like i'm neurodivergent like i'm just i'm really overstimulated there's way too much going on i really just want to like go back home and like i feel like i'll never so like there's this new feeling in chicago that i've started to identify and talk about with my friends and it's the feeling that you'll never be home like that's a it's very new like it's almost like a new fear it's like an agoraphobia but the opposite like the feeling that you will literally never be able to be home and so I was feeling that, and it was just, oh, my God. It was so hard to explain. I'm like, there's no way that I can explain this to you without sounding, like, a fucking weirdo. Like, I'm just going to sound weird, bro. No, but I, I get it, though. That's the thing. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> I did want to ask you about your most toxic relationship because, you know, best friend, so me and Cleveland, me and Cleveland actually met on Bumble, LOL. Like, Hella funny, right? That is so That's funny. funny. <laughs> me and Cleveland actually met on Bumble. But we became, like, really good friends, like, instantly, pretty much, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And that was around the time you were going through that, I guess, like, case with Brianna, right? Yeah, literally, like, yeah. Yeah. So tell them about that, cause I mean, and I'm also kind of like tell me about that, cause since it was like low key, it wasn't very romantic, but you know, it wasn't. We was on times where you could tell me everything that was going on. So I'm kind of curious as to like what happened type of thing. So basically, like I was just chilling at the house one day, and then like the sheriff comes to my house. My grandma answers the door. And wow. Like, and like, and the sheriff was like, "Is Cleveland here?" Yeah. I was. I like just woke up, like out of my sleep, and like it was early in the morning, and I think it was knocking on the door, so I heard this whole conversation, and she was like, "No, he's not here right now." <laughs> Lying. She she so owned that. Like, like, Grandma a G for that. I'm sure, that's what she thought. She's a G for that. I love her for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. But he just like handed her this note, and he was like, "He's not in trouble. I just need him to read this and like you know do what he got to do about this." So. My grandma gives it to me, these pieces of paper, like, of her description, and her description of why she wanted to get a restraining order against me was because she thought that I was stalking her, and, um, and, like, while we were together, like, I would express how I, like, would want to get a gun in the future, it's just like, I want a pink lock, because, like, come on, that's cute. You're so annoying. Oh, my God. And I would protect myself. But she tried to use, like, me talking about getting a Glock when I'm, like, 21 as a way of being, like, like, on the paper she wrote, she's talked about getting a gun in the past and I'm scared he's going to come up to my house and, like, do some violent things because he's very violent by nature. He's addicted to weed. He has alcoholic problems, like, lying. Like, well, I'm addicted to weed. But, like, ah! No, it's sad when they get one thing right because you're like, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you your props because you yeah. wasn't wrong about that, but yeah. the other part. Right, because you low key ate with the weed part, but everything else, you can shut. Not too much. Not too fucking exactly. much. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the problem. Like, she literally lied about my character. Yeah. Because 
I don't know. I called her out because, like, basically what happened with me and Brianna, she, she like, broke up with me and then, like, a couple days later started talking to this nigga. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they were talking, like, before, like, we ended things because, like, they just went really fast into it. Like, they moved in together, like, a month after dating and shit. So, I'm like, I feel like you've probably known this person before. Like, something's been going on yeah, and yeah. you're cheating on me and you're fat and white and ugly. Is it's she really? Like, well, I thought Brianna was black she's white man dang and she ugly no yes mm. babe. like i literally did she give like it. did she give like white stepmom does that make sense like she gives like like trailer trash she white gives, mom. like she gives like white cat lady yeah she, like never leaves her house and like 40 and drives like a fucking county country van oh no that's so sad oh well fuck her honestly fuck that bitch i was horny so you know yeah you know. <laughs> so you know don't hold me to it Exactly. Like I fell into the trap, unfortunately. Horny brain, horny brain. Understanding. So she got the restraining order, right, or what? No. So basically, to continue what happened was like she put all that shit in the paper. I go to court, Mm. and then the judge tells me when I like after he gets done with the like case in front of me, he's like, "Are you Cleveland Wilson? Like here for the broad, I mean Pond versus Wilson case?" And I was like, "Yes." And he was like, "Oh, Brianna called." And um, she said she didn't want to get the restraining order against you anymore. And I was like, well, like, I kept my composure together yeah. in the court, obviously. Uh, but as soon as I got out, I was like, bitch, it's because you knew you were lying about my character. And you just wanted to get a restraining order against me because I, like, yelled at you off the phone one time because I called you out on your bullshit about you yeah. cheating and, like, yeah. seeing other people while being with me. I don't like white girls like that. Yeah. Because you're a black yeah, like man. It, it was the... very much so. It felt racist as fuck, low key. Because <laughs> it was like, yeah. She was trying to, like, pay me as the, like, stereotypical abusive black. Yeah, it's giving Emmett Till. Emmett Till, bro. Like, we got so many stories of black men just dying at the hands of white women being like, oh no, I'm scared. Hellas. All the time. That's the sh- and that's the shit I'm talking about. And that's the problem. That's And that's why I'm like, Ugh, I'll never date a white woman again. But it's like, I can't say that. But it's like, white women do shit like that all the time. Yeah. White women do shit like that all the time. They actually love doing shit like that. And it's like, it's I wouldn't be like, it's their favorite thing to do. But actually, I would. Like, it's their favorite thing to do is act like the victim, bro. Like, that shit's really annoying. Genuinely make themselves the victim always. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You we- have nothing to victimize yourself over, babe ever well when we look at like toxic friendships have you experienced like that degree of toxic like um relationship but with friends yes definitely like um should i name drop yeah fuck it. i'm just gonna name drop so i'm dead <laughs> classy so my friend old friend not friends anymore uh ash pizzini is their name i'm um, dead <laughs> Not first and last. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. They were dating my friend Kylan, and, like, we became good friends with them. But we had this, like, our relationship basically, like, got fueled by the fact that Ash was rich, and Mm. they took care of me, like, whenever we, like, went out, and I didn't have the funds to, like, feed myself, or, like, I didn't really feel like spending money. They would cover me, and then, like, we would just basically, like, do drugs together. (laughs) That sounds like a good white people friendship. No, like, it's cool, like, like it can be, like, it was cool for a while, but it got toxic right. because, like, you know, that was all our relationship really was. It yeah. was about, like, what we had. Yeah. It wasn't about, like, our 
characters and how we enjoyed being around each other was because I always had the cash, they always had the money. Can I tell you something? That's a very American exchange. Like, that's a very American exchange of money, a very American exchange of goods, a very American, like, a version of community. Like, because we're, I don't know, I feel like other countries aren't as fueled by drugs as America is. Like, we are fueled, America runs on Duncan? No, America runs on drugs. drugs. (laughs) Like, we run on drugs. Like, we can, there's no way that America could be as efficient as it was if it weren't for drugs. Like, and I think that, like, yes, I think that when we see drugs, like, like, start to permeate into our relationships and stuff and, like, the different aspects of them, like, I know exactly what you mean, like, how that is kind of, like, the lifeline of the relationship and how that can be toxic. Like, personally, I had one of the most toxic relationships ever, and I actually was the fuel of the toxicity, I will admit it. I'm not going to act like I wasn't. Did he rape me? Yeah. Was I toxic? Yeah. <laughs> Girl, lots, as you should. Yeah, lots Cause of... Nah, because me, if it was me, I would have killed that nigga. I'm dead. Kill him for me. Type that's shit. That's the least you could do. That's the least you could do, and that's what I mean. And, like, you know, fuck that guy. Fucking hate him. They're he sucks. Real. Yeah, four he sucks. Real. He sucks. However, like when I was with him, I was living with him. Like we were living together for most of our relationship, which was emotional damage. You could imagine. Yeah. yeah. And we were like seventeen, and he would have been like nineteen. Yeah. I would have been seventeen. Um, yeah, it was bad. He was a bum. Like I bought him his car. I got him his job. Like it was, yes. I it was so you. Oh my god, I can't even talking about it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> no, me too. And I didn't even get to experience that. I'm like, girl, that's disgusting. Yes. And we haven't even got to the toxic part. Not you being the provider, like not you being the man of the relationship, like no. Yeah, one hundred percent. And we haven't even got to the most toxic part. So. He, I think the most toxic part of the relationship was the family dynamic because we lived with his family. So like, so when he when he raped me, right, I told his mom, and his mom was like, his mom basically just the way she told me was this happens, this happens sometimes. Yes, I, if if y'all can see Cleveland's face right now, yes, that's what she told me. She was like, this happens sometimes. Um, you know, like, what do you want to do? She was, that's basically what she was like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to call somebody? Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do either. I called the rape hotline. Like, did I even get raped? This is my boyfriend. He loves me. Whatever. That was the most toxic part was that, like, they would do anything for their family. And you can, and, and, and I don't think that's necessarily good. Like, I really don't. Because the way she was treating him was bad. Exactly. That's my thing. Like, people, oh God, people will try to excuse, like, yeah. their child's actions to yeah. the, like, Max. most extreme like it's it it was crazy and it was crazy uncomfortable and crazy unbelievable that i was really sitting with her talking and she was basically saying that she got raped all the time too and then she just kind of rolled over yeah yeah she said that shit just rolled over and accepted whatever i was like wow and like babe that's not like just because you're a woman does not mean it's like should be normalized that no it shouldn't right and i'm and it's so hard to have a conversation with somebody you know she was a gen xer and it's just they just be they be random as fuck gen x people are random and weird oh my god they're so <laughs> weird <laughs> like they be using the tiktok filters with the fire out their mouth like <sighs> like what are you doing so specific they be using the like ice filter and like oh sitting god. on the camera and no. Doing too much, doing way too much. Like I hated Gen Xer, um, but yeah. My mom's a Gen Xer, so yeah. I was just thinking about that. Happy late birthday to your sister, Gemini Queen, as well. Thank you. I'm gonna tell her you said that. That is so fun. Like I love, I love two Gemini's in the family. Like me and my Sagittarius brother, we go hard. Like that's cool to me. Mm-hmm. 
That's so cute. I know, isn't it so adorable? Like, oh, uh, like I can see myself in her. That's the problem. Like when she, when mm. her evil twin makes an appearance, I'm like, I get it, man. Yeah, you're like, I know you. <laughs> I know exactly. I know you. Are, I know you. Do you think that being black and growing up around black people, do you think that changed your perception of toxicity? Oh, definitely. Because like a lot of the stuff that's like normalized when it comes to like disciplining your child in the black community. It's seen as abuse to like lots of other groups, yeah. and like, and like this, just the general shit that like black people say to their children. Yeah. Just oh my be like, god! Just be like a lot. It's so bad. Like, and it's so bad. Like, I be and on TikTok. I be going on there, and it's moms literally full on abusing their kids on camera, and everybody like, yeah, girl, that's right. Get As you should. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what I'm saying. Like what? Like you listening to your mama? Who listening to your mama? Who listening to her mama? Who listening to her slave master? That part. Like nobody wants to talk about that part. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that it's usually because black women. I don't know. I'm not trying to like put them in a box, but a lot of time they don't like believe in mental illness or like yeah. don't believe in therapy. Yeah. So they don't really get to heal from the generational trauma. So they just keep passing that shit down. Yeah. But I'm noticing that with Gen Z, like, we're realizing this shit. I'm trying, like, a lot of Gen Z, like, black Gen Z kids are trying to put an end to the generational yeah. trauma and trying to heal. And I'm here for it, but there's only so much we can do. Our parents got to want to, like, help themselves. And that's something that I think is so important to to say is that our parents have to help themselves. Because no matter what, even when this toxicity is here, it's almost like we crave it. Because it's so... It's not even, I wouldn't even say it's normalized. It is. That, like, toxicity is the underlying heartbeat of black relationships, I feel like. And that's one of the worst things to ever, like, admit or come to realization of. Like, when I think of any dynamic that I see on TV, you know, even, like, radio personalities, like, the dynamic is through toxicity, through being mean, through um, discouraging people and criticizing one another. And and disapproving. And and Christianity also helps that, like, assist that as well. Exactly. I hate, like... Christianity like helps keep black people under and nobody yeah. wants to talk about that yeah. like everybody's like you know like I'm all for religion like yeah you want to believe but it's like you're using this book to like determine like shit that you shouldn't even be thinking about because good Christians like love their neighbor and love people regardless of their sexuality their views their whatever's going on in their life you're yeah. supposed to love that person regardless that's yeah. what real Christians do I agree with that I used to be a Christian I've, I've, I've talked about this in the radio show before I was a Christian for 18 years and when I say a Christian I was like a diehard Christian like I preached I was an usher I served communion I was very involved in my church like I was mm-hmm. a diehard Christian and one day I just stopped believing in God. And that was it. And that's how that happened. I was also a very diehard Christian. Like, really? went to church all the time with my grandma. But, like, I don't know. It took me, like, taking psychedelics to really, like, oh, wow. like look at the universe in a way that was disconnected from my view of God. And it was more like, it became more of the universe, really, than, like, God, you know? That's, it's... It's crazy because psychedelics do, it does open your mind in that way. But I think that, like, the more crazy part of it is that it took psychedelics to do that. Like, like you literally, like, what if we didn't even have access to drugs? Like I said, America runs on drugs. What if we didn't even have access to drugs? You might not have had that open, you know, realization. Exactly. I might have never, like, changed. That's yeah. The problem. And then you could have, like, this internal homophobia because you're very gay. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Literally. How is literally. your boyfriend? How is your boyfriend, by the way? 
Uh, my boyfriend's great. Like, I was going to pick him up today, but then I, like, remember that I'm doing this podcast. So I'm like, I can't have you be near me because, like, yeah. no, you don't distract me. But I love him. Yeah. He's great. Um, he's very sweet. He's very mean, too, but I love him. Yeah, I know. He's a Leo. Yeah. Mercury. He... Eight house Mercury. Oh, so my it's gosh. Like, That's my friend, though. I actually was friends with Jordan before I was friends with Cleveland. Jordan is. And I actually set them up. Actually. <laughs> Yes, literally, like, set, like I didn't realize Omani was trying to set me up until, like, much later on, but, like, yeah, yeah she was setting me up from the get-go. From the get-go, like, 100%. It's funny, because I think I'm having Jordan on the show, like, tomorrow or the next day, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he told me, like, you're doing it, like, he's doing it either Tuesday or something, like... Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. I can't even remember. That's exciting. He said he's nervous. I'm like, don't be nervous. It's literally just, like, talking to Omani on the phone. See? But, like, I'm great time so yes like, it's just like we're catching up exactly oh That's i'm really- so glad we get to talk yeah no i'm excited to have him on the show too i think that'll be good and i when you when you look at toxicity throughout your past relationships and then look at your current relationship which obviously you're feeling is a more healthy dynamic what do you think is different like why do you think it has the opportunity to be healthy because lots of queer relationships dip into toxicity mm-hmm. a lot of the time like oh my god like Grinder is literally like the most like me and you have had this conversation about how like yeah. dating apps like Grinder are like so damaging to queer youth because yeah. it's like they put all their self worth into like their their to bodies, the sexual yeah. like, what they can bring sexually. Yeah, who like, they can hook from, up with, how much they can hook up. Yes, definitely. Actually, but we, I, I feel like I've healed from a lot of my trauma that like um, created a lot of toxic behaviors in myself, like. My mom and I have had a really, really, really rocky relationship my whole life, but I feel like I've healed from a lot of the trauma that she's put on me, like, at a young age, so, mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm starting to have healthier habits, you know, I still smoke weed to cope every day, like, multiple times a day, I'm still... I'm dead. ...unemotionally available at times, but I'm working on it, I'm aware of myself, and I've become more aware of my trauma and like things I actually need to work on instead of just like being oblivious and not processing it and pushing it off to the side I'm actually trying to deal with it and learn how to come up with solutions instead of just quick fixes would you ever go to therapy yes I need to my problem is I don't have health insurance and but as soon as I get health insurance I'm going to therapy okay this is quick I'm going to tell you more about this after but I actually have a resource in St. Louis that gives you free psychiatric services and I can give you their number and I've been using it since I was 16. oh my god please do okay cool I'll give it to you after this I'll try to remember um it's called Provident anybody who's listening it's called Provident go shout out Provident they've been helping me since I was 16 (laughs) but yeah I definitely have some resources but see that's why I like when people talk about mental health stuff because if you didn't talk about that you wouldn't have known I had some resources that's very true, and now I have some resources, so I do appreciate that a lot. Yeah, Thank you. of course. I'm just saying, like, I wish more people would, you know, I wouldn't even say talk about mental health more, but really get into the 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 mushy-gushy of why they're toxic. Right. Get into the meat and potatoes. Come on. Yeah, talk about how your mom beat you in the industry when you were seven. Eat that up. Listen, talk about how when you try to come out to your mom, she said, ain't no son of mine being gay. Wow. Like, she said that through her talk teeth, huh? She said, ain't no son of mine being gay. Yes. Looks like you got an F-A-G-G right here, bae. The full, <laughs> the full, the full, she had you full the up. Full thing, full thing. Like real life, like she had you messed up. Please, okay, tell me how the things are with your grandma. So tell them what happened with your grandma. Oh, God. Because this is, this is, I just want to preface this with saying, this is a pure example of like, I think like 
toxicity in a black home. Toxicity in a black home and how that manifests into danger for black children. Go. So basically I had um, my boyfriend stay the night and my grandma in the past like express, expressed like how she wasn't for me being bisexual or pansexual, however I, because I don't really like labels, but if I were to fall into a label, it would be pansexual or bisexual, but um, she's always like my whole family really has always voiced about how they were like against that but um basically you spent the night and she was like she called me into the room the night and she was like is he spending the night and i was like yeah he is and then she was like um you know he's not and then i just like looked at her like what like what are you talking about and then i was like yes he is because i can't take it home because at the time i was using my mom's car and I didn't want to drive her car at night because it had one headlight and the police in Normandy be tripping. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't trying to get like- And you're a black it. man. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, he's just gonna have to spend the night and I'm gonna take him home in the morning. And that's what I did. But she, in the morning, like I dropped Jordan off, I came back and then my mom was here and they were just like going on this tirade about how I was disrespectful and terrible. and. Like, it was, it was literally because I let my boyfriend spend the night, like, and then I had, and then I, I, like, reacted horribly, and I was yelling, it turned into a yelling argument, basically, and, and the solution was me going and staying, staying with Jordan for a week, because my grandma wouldn't let me come back home, right. and I wasn't going to stay with my, uh, at times, emotionally abusive mother. Yeah. How was the stay at Jordan's? It was actually really, um... It's actually really helpful. His family was very caring, um, empathetic towards me, and it was very, very helpful to get me back into like sort of the right mind space. I'm still trying to get there, yeah. but you know. <laughs> Are they um, not homophobic? Uh, no, they're not. They're actually not. They actually don't give up. That's cool. I, that's cool. That's unexpected. That's very cool, actually. I know, right? Like, I was really expecting like there to be a problem because like. Before that happened, like I was not allowed to spend the night right. at Jordan's house, but now they don't care. Yeah, but which is convenient. They were never like homophobic. That's convenient though, because now you can spend the night at his house instead of doing all of that. Exactly, because that is too much. I've learned my lesson. Like, just don't. I'm just not gonna bring that nigga over here. Yeah, because definitely need a home. Lol. <laughs> exactly. It's giving home. But yeah. like, I can't be like that one episode of Euphoria, like on the run the whole time, like staying. When I tell y'all, like, no. like Cleveland was on his private story, like, oh my god, I'm in Euphoria. Like, girl, you homeless. You need to get it. <laughs> you need to get it to the shelter. <laughs> Stop playing. You do it too much. What the fuck? I was trying to romanticize my life. Okay, like shut I've up. I've been there. I've literally been there, so I literally get it completely. I want to ask you, like, because you're in a queer relationship, do you think that you're more exposed to toxicity or more predisposed, like more likely to be toxic? Or do you think a relationship with a woman will be just as toxic or equally as toxic? Oh, God. Okay, listeners, don't cancel me, but low-key, since I am in a queer relationship, yeah, I feel like toxicity is more open because, like, Mm -hmm. the whole fucking, like, low-key, the whole culture of being queer is just, like, hooking up. Yeah. I mean, like, it's hookup culture in general. Yeah, like, like... I feel like with straight people, there's more... Like, romance is more involved. Like, there's actual feelings involved. It's not just like, oh, wow, like... We're just fucking... Hot. Like, let's fuck. Like, yeah. you know? 
because like a lot of the women I talk to or have talked to have never been like 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 they weren't very sexual at first it wasn't just like a hooking up like most of the women I've been with like I had been talking to for a while wasn't just like I'm trying to hook up and leave or be friends with benefits because I don't really like that shit I've learned like I'm a Gemini Venus so like you know I've taken partaken in that type of shit but I don't necessarily enjoy it I've learned yeah, it's not the fa- it's not a fan favorite, honestly. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't no. really like hooking up either, but I just want to be loved. Exactly, and that's the problem. I think that's the problem that a lot of queer people fall into. It's like they want, you know, they want um, affirmation. They want um, to be appreciated and loved, and they look for the appreciation in wrong in the wrong place. So. Yeah they start hooking up with random people or yada, 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 you know? No, and it's definitely more apparent in queer relationships since when you are queer, you're more predisposed to being unloved by your family. You're more predisposed to being thrown away by your family. So when you have people who accept you even a little bit, it's a really big deal. Exactly. And being a gay black man, like, you, <laughs> there's so much, like, more that you would have to deal with than if you were a gay white man or, yeah. you know. Do you think that, like we have to have toxicity. Like, just kind of like how good and evil both have to exist. Do you think that we have to have toxicity? I low-key would say, I would say yes, because, you know, then we would never learn, I feel like, from ourselves or become more self-aware. Yeah. Because if, like, you know, if we were, if toxicity didn't exist and everybody was all, you know, just perfect, there would be no variety. There would be no flavor, for real, because unfortunately, (laughs) toxic people do have a lot of flavor me like they they do add that spice that and like you said that makes you crave their attention crave their toxicity to like a like to like a drug addict yeah like you know i i think toxicity is a drug like it's low yeah like toxicity is bad but i that's why i love toxicity it's the same reason i love drugs it gives you that same thrill that same feeling where it's like oh that same adrenaline rush that's like oh like oh my god this is like nothing i've ever really experienced before. Or it's just like, I can control the intensity of this based on how many experiences I expose myself to or how much I let somebody do. Like, like toxicity, it it makes you feel bad, but it just invigorates you to feel good. Like, it is, I hate that I'm saying this right now because it's really showing my true colors. I love me some toxicity. I love some spice. Like, it just, it really makes things interesting. Like, I love, you know, it's fun when things are good. It's fun when, you know, not, not me using a terrible voice. Like, it's fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Like, the lovey-dovey shit is cool, but you also like, you know, being called a bitch sometimes. I'm dead. I like being chased after. I like, like, that type of thing. Like, <laughs> girl, one time I was in... Yes. Very much. H-E double hockey sticks. One time I was running away from my boyfriend, and he started running after me. It was late at night. I was in these white people's neighborhood. It was crazy. Like... <laughs> But that's just the type of thing that I crave. Like, I crave that type of intensity, that type of chase that my parents never gave me. You know what I mean? Like, if my parents were to chase me the same way these niggas chase me, I would not be going after them. They be chasing me. They be chasing me, man. I already know, and that's the fucking problem. Yeah, that's my my problem. They doing too much. That's really my problem. Yeah. Your niggas be doing too much, and you don't do enough. Sorry. (laughs) You be... Shoulder shrug. Shoulder shrug. Shoulder shrug. For real. 
And that's one thing about me where it's like if I get too attached, then I and then I'll then I'll be really toxic. Like you don't want that. Yeah. Then, then I'll be possessive and, and controlling. Yes. Then I'll tap into the Gemini rising. Okay. Then <laughs> then we really gonna get dirty. Like don't do too much. Don't do too much. Exactly. Don't do too much because I can do the most, babe. Why? I need to write that fucking down. Don't do too much because I can do the most. Like let's not play about it. Like for real. That's exactly. so true. You get it. You get it. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Well, when we look at like all these toxic things, we've we've analyzed throughout this conversation: toxic friendships, toxic family members, toxic relationships, toxicity within ourselves. Do you think that there is a resolution for this toxicity? Do you think that there is any type of, you know, solution towards, you know, I wouldn't say peace, but you know, a more holistic experience? I honestly feel like we're our culture is headed in a direction where it's it's going to become more toxic like the new generation the newer the younger kids you know like the babies that are growing up right now like the COVID babies Mm -hmm. i feel like they're gonna really like when they become our age they're gonna like be going through shit that they shouldn't like like so much toxic shit but i feel like there isn't really a solution because like low-key we're all in a melting pot like Mm -hmm. everything is a melting pot low-key like Mm -hmm the earth like climate change and like like culture even culture even is a melting pot it's always like about like a certain thing and once that thing like shrivels down and becomes less it's always something else like you gotta move on to the next thing Mm -hmm. so it's like we're kind of preaching like a toxic culture by doing that but the way to really like you can only fix your toxicity within yourself you can't fix it within anybody else you have to like get to the root of your problems like Mental illness is also a good indicator of like being toxic because they have a lot of unhealed trauma and like mental illness constantly pressing their brain so that gets them to behave in more toxic ways. So you need to like get therapy, like actually seek help, like find solutions to these problems in a way that is healthy and that's how you help ease out the toxicity, you know? Definitely, I I definitely think that is, um, you know, putting this type of, self-independent type of, uh, I think, lens on what's going on, what you are interpreting from your own self will help you be able to better understand what everyone else is going through, what all the other things that are happening, all these other things. I think that that's really Exactly. Important. No, but yeah, that's, like, it's, it's definitely a problem and, like, something you can work on, but will it be fixed, like, yeah. permanently? No. No, and it's a personal journey. I like that you said that, like, toxicity is mm-hmm. a personal journey. Like, like as much as I want to fix you, LOL, <laughs> <laughs> I can fix him. No, I can't. Hello, uh, I cannot fix it. You can't it. fix a hoe. That's the problem. You yeah. be, they just be wanting to fix that these hoes. They, these hoes can't be fixed. These hoes ain't love. Yep. I do want to mention the person of the week. Cleveland, tell us who the person of the week is. I chose Brett Fiaz because he is definitely like a symbol of toxicity. You know? Yeah. Just, just like by the way he talks about the way he treats women yeah. in his song. Yeah. His social media presence, his whole aura is toxicity. Yeah. His whole aura is toxicity. I think so too. His his pulse, toxicity yes. is his pulse, definitely. I was gonna choose Future too because he's also like. Oh my a god! Yes. Of, you know, yes. 
but I was like, y'all niggas already know that. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's all 100%. Future be terrible. He be terrible. I be listening to Future. I'm like, you cheated on her. What do you mean? Exactly. And and you cheated with somebody who was uglier and you walking around with nine children and like you barely pay a child support, but you still have all this money to spend on drugs and diets and cars. And too grown. Like, nigga, like get your priorities straight. Real. Real. That's way too grown to be doing that. And then I wanted to read you the quote of the week, which is, okay. is pleasure a sedative or a luxury? Mm. Isn't that, I don't even think there's an answer. I just think it's an interesting food for thought. Like, am I doing this thing to sedate myself or to make myself feel good? And what is the difference? Exactly. No, exactly. Because I'm about to say, like, if you're in the wrong state of mind, like, it definitely can be a sedative. Mm. It can definitely be, like, a sedative to your, to your authentic self yeah oh yeah definitely something to just mellow you out type of thing yeah for sure yes like you like you've mellowed out because like you're not in the right state of mind and this toxicity is of making it worse mm-hmm. the pleasure <laughs> i mean pleasure well you know toxicity comes with pleasure you know? that's what i'm thinking like that's exactly what what i'm trying like what you're saying is exactly it because yeah they're they're synonymous pleasure and uh toxicity because they fuel each other oh my gosh but yeah it's like all a circle obviously exactly no like they're one, they they go hand in hand like there's a lot of things that like we receive pleasure from that is really bad for us like yeah. let me use like a common uh Weed. Like ice cream you ice know, cream that too <laughs> mm, that too ice cream lol well <laughs> i do want to thank you for coming on the show today Thank you for having me on the show, Bay. I had a great time. Yes. It was amazing. We've had such a good convo. And thank you guys for listening. This is our song of the week, We Cry Together by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs>